Of the four people in this parable that we just heard, we know nothing about the victim other than the fact that he was a man. The victim represents any one of us, so therefore his status or his nationality really did not matter. We know there was a priest and a Levite, therefore both Jewish, and a Samaritan traveler who would not have been welcome in Jewish territory. Now perhaps Jesus said that he was a Samaritan in order to annoy or at least get the attention of the scholar who was asking, who is considered my neighbor? Remember, whenever Jesus was challenged by these scholars, he always made them feel embarrassed or at least wishing they hadn't questioned him. Have you ever considered placing yourself in the shoes of each of these individuals? The priest and the Levite did not want to get involved or simply could not get involved due to the requirements of their ritual purity so as not to disqualify themselves from celebrating their upcoming services. Was that valid or simply used as an excuse? In this parable, only they knew what was in their heart. The Samaritan was the only one to feel compassion toward the badly beaten victim who needed help. Sometimes, any one of us could be the Good Samaritan. And let's be honest, there are other times any one of us might find ourselves in the shoes of the priest or the Levite and be unwilling to take a chance, unwilling to get involved or to have our plans for that day changed. Jesus is trying to make this scholar realize who his neighbor is by presenting the most unlikely person, a Samaritan traveling in Jewish territory to teach a lesson of love of neighbor. Even though Jews and Samaritans had no love for one another, the Samaritan did the right thing. The scholar in today's gospel knew what he needed to do to gain eternal life. But also, he had his other question answered, who is my neighbor? Understand what Jesus defines as neighbor. It is not necessarily someone we have personal contact with or someone we know intimately. It is anyone that we recognize who has need of our help, be it physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, or even financial. Any person we consider in need of help, that person is our neighbor. And that's the lesson for the scholar and also for us today. That's what Jesus wants us to know. So whether we place ourselves in the shoes of the Samaritan, the victim, the priest, or the Levite, Jesus has a lesson for all of us in this parable. 
I think there are ways in which God allows us in our daily lives to be placed in the shoes of each character in this parable. Have you ever seen someone stopped on the side of the road, maybe in need of help, especially before the cell phone came into existence? Did you ever drive by or stop to help? I bet I have done both. There's also been times when I have driven by about a half a mile, thought about it, had a guilty conscience and drove back to see if I could help. Now a little story. I might have told this before, but it brings home the point that I'm, the saying that I'm sure you've heard before, what goes around comes around. About 30 plus, maybe more years ago, one evening after closing my store in Potsdam, I delivered a freezer that I donated to the Adirondack House of Prayer near Ellenbury. I felt good about it, which is okay, but on the way back to Potsdam, my truck broke down. Steam and transmission fluid was flowing out the bottom, and it was a cold winter night. I was at the four corners between 11B and the road that goes from Messina to Dixon. And my thought at the time would be, was, Lord, it would be nice to have someone right now to stop and help me. Within just a couple minutes, I saw headlights coming from the Messina direction toward Dickerson. And I put my flashers on. And luckily, the gentleman stopped and asked if he could help me. I said, well, it certainly would be nice to be able to get to a phone booth so I could call home. He said, where do you live? I said, Potsdam. I'll take you there. Now, that was more than 40 miles round trip out of his way. In when we got there, he would not take a dime for his time or gas. What a good Samaritan. On the way to Potsdam, we got talking and found out he knew my brother, Paul, because he worked with him at Alcoa. So we are all called at times to be either the victim or the good Samaritan. We can be unwilling to help, and we can definitely be unwilling to be the victim. Do not be afraid to stop and help someone in need. Do not be afraid to take a risk. When we are the victim, and one day we all might be, remember that there are times that God can use us even in the position of victim. For doing good. How? Well, consider the fact that if you're in that position and you're willing for someone else to help, that might just be the occasion for that person to do God's will and be the Good Samaritan to us. Let it be our prayer that in whatever position we find ourselves, 
our prayer ought to be, Lord, your will be done. God lifts us up to be his adopted children. He gave his son for our salvation. If we are willing, he forms us and at our baptism gives us the right to be called a child of God and be able to inherit eternal life. And in just a few minutes, we will witness another person become a child of God as Evelyn Curry is baptized. What a wonderful day for our parish.